into a marvellous pod where we'll be covering the new MCU Disney Plus show, Secret Invasion, Episode 1, Resurrection. I'm Laura, and today I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And it's just the two of us, as Abby is off gallivanting around the countryside on holiday. We've got the best two, anyway. She won't listen to this for a while. She's got a long podcast queue, I know. So, Matthew, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Yes, very well. Well, no, actually not very well, as people might be able to hear. I'm a little bit crazy, <laughs> yeah. but I will try to keep the sniffing to a minimum, particularly as I'm editing this one. <clears throat> so, what did you think of our secret invasion? It, we are right back into Captain America and the Winter Soldier territory. It is. It, it feels like it's been not even a day since Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the, the series. Uh. It... it, it, it feels so much like that show again um and that we're right back in that world so mm-hmm. so i it, there is a lot of skepticism and cynicism around and online particularly about how the marvel shows and the marvel tv the marvel movies are the same story the same style it's the same gags it's the same way of doing things but actually obviously we're very close to it but i feel like there is a different personality to different mm. areas of it, and and that's coming through very strongly because instantly we're back into the subterfuge, the spying, the the intense conversations in pub type stuffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really curious. Well, I, I was going to say I'm really curious to see what Abby will think of this one because we've not. I don't think she's <laughs> been able to watch the episode yet, mm. so we've not spoken about it at all on messages or anything. But I have a feeling she's not going to love it <laughs> because it is all of the Winter Soldier. Um, and even parts of one division that she didn't like particularly, where it is uh, that kind of um, mm-hmm. spy, um, military type. Yeah. I think we're going to need to record very soon after the episodes before it leaks out of her head. Maybe. Yes. So, um... <laughs> there is that as well. <laughs> this is a skrull. <laughs> Did yeah. you have um, a, an instant reaction thought on it? Well, I made the mistake the first time I watched it that um, I wasn't, I was even less well than I am now. So I was kind of like, dozing in and out on the sofa <laughs> which is not really the best way to follow this so um, I probably should have stopped that when I sat down and actually watched it conscious um I thought it was a solid start but I'm gonna need a bit more thrill in my espionage thriller mm, okay um I'm really on board with this idea of a gritty MCU espionage um tale and I really like a lot of the actors mm-hmm. and so I'm reasonably hopeful and and looking that this was a set up episode, um, but I'm going to need to see a lot more tension in future episodes. Okay. Um, and I do wonder though if there might be something with the premise that's going to make that difficult because when you've got the scrolls and there's this whole thing that we have no idea who we're looking at if they can be the real person or mm-hmm. not, that actually makes it quite difficult to then invest in the characters because mm-hmm. I, I I think the kind of espionage things work best where you know that you've got your reliable narr- narrator. Mm-hmm. You've got your person that you know is, is your, the spy, whoever it is, but then you can't trust anybody else. Yeah. But in this, I'm not trusting anybody at all yet. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder if that's then going to mean that it leeches some of the tension from it because, well, of course they were going to betray, you know, this character or that character mm-hmm. because all, all of them could be buddies. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's, um, and, and that, like I said, that's fine when it's everybody but perhaps a couple of characters. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I'm a bit kind of like, well, it could be all of you. Well, the, the, the show bookends itself with significant actors and characters who've been in multiple Marvel movies turning out to be scrolls and shooting someone. 
So, hmm. yeah. Well, at the end, with Fury at the end. Oh, with with, with him pretending to be Fury. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see. And and I thought you meant Maria, and I was thinking, no, no, no. But that and, and, yes. you know, we would definitely be talking that. And yes. but but also with Martin Freeman at the beginning. So, yeah. Hmm. So this is something I've seen. Um, what's your take on who? So I've seen some people talk about. Oh my God, how far back was? Everett Ross, a Skrull, was he a Skrull in Wakanda Forever? Oof, and, da, 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 right. da. and I'm like, my take is this was a like a short term Skrull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Bor- okay, borrowing good. his face for basically that scene. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. And and Ross is off in Wakanda. Or this is this is a little bit my annoyance or wariness of this as a show, mm. and it's really hard because it's obviously based on a long running comic series, mm-hmm. and. The comic series was fairly successful and adapted into every alien spy shapeshifter thing that there has been for decades now. Alien Nation, The X-Files, V, Deep Space Nine. All these things have significant plots of we need to, you know, we can't trust who we're looking at. People can change shape. People can be reborn as clones. A lot of things that, that I think this is going to cover. And do mm. possibly again and again. I I feel like as as a well versed person in this kind of sci fi thriller thing that I've seen it and that I'm I'm instantly missing in episode one. Although you know episode one set up for the concept, so I can see it coming in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. But but a thing of here is our MacGuffin, our doodad that allows us to detect scrolls yeah. by someone's identity. I, I think at some point they are. I'm going to be amazed if they don't introduce. Some way of authorizing it, and and exactly Roll as scanner. exactly as you're saying, this tells us that we can trust the person that we're we're watching, and we can we can yeah. buy into the scene. And so you know, I I feel like one of the other things of this has done a truth thing that when you touch it, it, you know someone's telling the truth. And maybe I'm just thinking Diana and the the lasso of truth. And I thought you meant Princess Diana, like not that Princess. Not I pr- you meant pr- other Princess, princess Diana. Diana, Diana what, what truth thing did she do? <laughs> We're going down a really weird conspiracy theory route here. I wasn't expecting. Um, Yeah. And yet, I don't know if they are going to do that because one of the brilliantly dropped in lines somewhere is that the Skrull warriors always stay in their human form because then it's much harder for Skrulls and humans to tell them alike. Right. I.e., I'm not going to sit in makeup for four hours (laughs) before filming. Thank you very much. (laughs) And we want to save some money on um, CGI. Which uh, I, I laughed very much when I heard that. But if we can then start identifying them, I think they're then going to have to turn back into scrolls. Because mm. there's, there's kind of no put that's their argument as to why they they have to stay in their shell all the time, even yep. when they're just amongst themselves. And I think they are going to want to stick with that because I doubt Amida Clark does want to sit in makeup for that long. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know. Mm. But yeah, I think we will need something because otherwise I'm a bit concerned how that premise is going to work. Mm. But it's interesting. Um, you know, you're absolutely right when you're saying that we've seen this so many times before. But I'm thinking back to a recent with, although I haven't seen Deep Space Nine. I know someone wants to suggest it to me. I don't know. <laughs> Just uh, if you're a dear listener and you also like Star Trek, do pipe up and, and include that Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek there is. So Yeah, it's also really long and I'll get there eventually. Um, however... With the um, the changelings from that that we then saw in Picard, mm. I didn't love that final episode of Picard in the way that a lot of people did, 
but I found that a lot of the changeling tension did work for mm-hmm. me. Okay. Um, you know, when there was, oh, is it not? Is it? Uh, yeah. Oh my God, it is one. Whereas I've not felt that in this season. Sorry, this season, that's very unfair to them. I've not felt that in this episode yeah. so far. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, that kind of reveal or, mm-hmm. or is it, is it not? Is it at the moment like you will ask? So, yeah. And, so, and uh, I will completely accept that the stuff I have enjoyed doing this well, uh, there's a very good chance it drew inspiration from things like Secret Invasion and, and stuff from comics oh, yeah. and, and, and pulp science fiction. So, yeah. you know, it is all cyclical and, and hopefully this will then invert and continue that, that process. Yeah, as, as long as, for me, even if there wasn't really a lot going on with Skrulls and, and, and all the, the Skrulls abilities, I just want a really solid espionage thriller mm-hmm. with Fury, a character that we like. and. Okay. Olivia mm. Coleman, Maria Hill, Sonia. getting to do lots of lots of interesting Loads things of really as a character that we've never really had a chance to in depth exploration to her character yeah. that we don't. Yeah. So is she dead? I I really hope not. That pub scene. So I I know I made a flippant comment about the pub scene, but mm. I was watching that thinking this is delightful because it, <laughs> it it in the first Avengers film it felt like a little bit of a stunt taking one of the big actors from one of the big sitcoms of the time and cast them in this really serious action role. And I've always been a little disappointed that we never quite got to see, was it a stunt or did Kobe Smulders get that part because she really seems like the right person for this? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I, I can't think except for moments in like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some of the other movies. She's never really gotten to do anything that I stood out particularly and suddenly she has this scene here and i'm going this is gr- i am enjoying this this is the seriousness that i wanted and the interest in this character so i really hope she's not gone but i suspect this is them making a statement it makes real sense for them to kill off a well mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say loved because i really like her as a character mm. but we know so little about her that it's yeah, she is kick-ass agent, yeah. and she's got a good relationship. Yeah, she's got built this relationship with Fury, um, but she is because of the amount, what well, time she's been in the MCU and the number of properties she's turned up in. Mm-hmm. She, in in a way, is a you know, major character compared to a lot of the people in this show, and for that to be how they kill her off, I am disappointed. Yeah, and particularly in essence, if she's fridged, which. Mm. To me, that seems to be where we're going. Mm-hmm. She's not a Skrull unless she's like a next generation Skrull because they okay. keep the camera yeah, on her yeah, for yeah. some time and she mm-hmm. doesn't switch back. And I did pay attention the second time I watched it with the Skrull who's um, mirroring Ross. He turns back as soon as he dies. Absolutely. It's yeah, instant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So unless she's sort of like the next level Skrull that they've been working on or something that doesn't change back when they die. Mm. Um I think this probably is it for her, but it just, it seems like such a wasted opportunity as far as this is a fantastic vehicle to know more about her and to develop more because I loved all the interactions between her and um, Fury in this episode because I really bought the, they used to be really close Mm -hmm. and have this shorthand and yet they have, you know, they've not seen each other for quite some time. I thought that came across really clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lovely little moment, like when he gets out of the car at one stage and she just has this little smile to him. And there's everything in that smile right. as far as, nice. I, don't, I can't remember if he makes some quip when he gets out of the car or something, but you know, it's just that kind of like, oh, dad, look or something. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
and um and I really would have liked to see some more of that and to then get some more depth to her mm. because I think Kobe Smulders is small Smulders mm-hmm. it just doesn't sound like it should be a surname um I think Kobe Smulders I really enjoyed her in How I Met Your Father Your Mother How I Met Your Mother and I liked what I've seen from her with Hill so a diff- very different side a different yeah. different character she's playing but we have had these little insights and I just, yeah, I'd like to know a mm. bit more about her. And particularly so. with what's coming as well. Mm. With with the Thunderbolts, with whatever they're going to do with um, Hawkeye's wife and with yeah. Jenny Agata's niece. Sh- not Sharon Oh, Carter? Sharon. Not Jenny Agata's Not Jenny Agata's, is it? Not Jenny, no, Jenny Agata's the, the councilwoman. Um, yes. Um, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. Peggy Carter's niece. Peggy Carter's niece. I can't remember who pays Peggy Carter. Can I ask a question, and you might not have noticed, when Maria Hill is shot, and, and we have that really long shot of her dying. Yeah. Is that the same pose as Gamora and... No. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, do you know, I, I thought that myself. Because they've gone I to thought, that several times. Are we times? getting this again? Because yeah. we've had this previously. No, she is literally just laid out flat with her, okay. her arms by her side okay. and her feet like, in an angle. Um... But her final words, and I don't know, maybe I went back and listened twice, and this was my understanding, is her final words were, it was you, fine, get that. Gravic was um, mirroring um, Fury at the time. But her final words are, it was you, not me. What does not me mean? It's hmm. a fair point. And, and that would imply there is more to come somehow. Yeah. Maybe she's going to go to Tahiti. It's a magical place. Do you know that is something that I've put mm. in my notes mm. because um, they're also they've started pushing Agents of Shield again. Oh really? So okay. on the banner, now it's not the thing that comes up when you finish. When mm. you finish, it's Far From Home. I think comes up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that you should watch this next? But when the banner's going around on Disney Plus, Agents of Shield is up there now. Oh, how interesting! And I think oh, something I was listening to was saying that Agents of Shield was in. I think maybe Disney, uh, Disney put out a the things you should watch before. Okay. In it. Now, Agents of Shield is a spy program, so it could just be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And had Maria Hill in it, and yeah, and Nick Fury. Or think, so. it could be yes, we're going to Tahiti. Which, um, for anyone who didn't make it all the way through, or at least part way through, Ages of Shield, that's how Coulson is brought back to life from mm. when he's killed in the Avengers and then mm. comes back. It's a um, they use sorry spoilers for Ages of Shield. Yeah. Um, yeah. They use the blood of a dead Cree, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. from memory, and do something to it, and it's horrible. Mm. Uh, but it resurrects the person. So yeah, we could be seeing that. This episode is called Resurrection, which I don't know what that refers to. Mm, agreed. It it feels a very strange thing. It doesn't tie into searching for home. It no. doesn't tie into the the loss that we see in here. Is it Fury coming back? But that's not really. A but it's not a resurrection. It's 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 a really interesting title because mm. it's not so obvious what it is. So so I you know I think that's going to be worthwhile us paying attention to as it goes mm. through yeah i have like a list of questions here which i'm going to keep okay we can refer back to if uh, if we need to one of my other questions is why is gravic so stroppy now i understand within 
the world while he's stroppy. He okay. wants his home. He's promised a home. He doesn't have a home. Mm-hmm. But Kingsley Benadir has buckets of charisma. Okay. And this is, in essence, you know, this could be played as a a cult leader, basically. Mm. So, the yeah, very charismatic with his people and then perhaps more what we're seeing all the time from him at the moment mm. in private or something. I don't know. It, I was really surprised to see that this is the way they decided to go because he just doesn't seem particularly appealing. Mm. Okay. So, you know, what's what's inspiring all of these people to follow this incredibly gruff um, monosyllabic? I mean, that line. feels like most of the arguments we have about Marvel antagonists. Oh, in what way? Being one note, not quite working as well as we would want them to. Yeah. I suppose it's love hope that we're going to move away from that. I don't know. I'm, mm. I'm curious mm. to see. I assume people will say I'm, more in other episodes. The, the episode was very much putting pieces on the board. So Yeah, very you know, much it, so. it feels like one where it will be episode three or four before we're finally understanding what the plot is. Mm, and yeah, the, I think the broader right. strokes, but again, that's because it feels like the previous series, like this. So, and so, who did you think shot Skrull Ross? Was that Talos? No, sorry, not Skrull Ross. Yes, that's not what I meant. Um, the agent that was trying to strangle Skrull Ross. Did Skrull Ross shot? No, because Prescott. Oh, did he shoot him? What? I thought that was a shot that came from outside, like a sniper shot. Oh, I thought he shot him through through his oh, arm between did. them, and oh, so I I read that as a sniper shot, and I was like, well, who's doing this? Because I don't think it's going to be Talos. No, maybe it was then. I would to need to watch, watch it back. That. The way I I read it as was in the struggle, he managed to get his hand to his gun in his jacket, and then shot him, him. Through, and we're we're seeing the exit. Which scrolls. And I'm going to say this here, and this is the sort of complaint that I usually roll my eyes at, but I'm just going to say it. Scrolls take on someone's form, including yes. their clothes. Yes. So the yellow-hatted scroll, does that mean we can't take that hat off him? Because they're, they're shapeshifters with a physical form yeah. as is. It's not like, you know, Star Trek is a good comparison. They are, and, and Terminator, for instance, they are liquid and they take form so you can separate bits of that liquid from other bits effectively mm. yeah maybe he maybe he transformed and then put a hat on well the yellow hatted guy he transforms into having a yellow hat because they then sat there looking at the yellow hatted guy you know the guy who goes to yes yes yes, yes sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and they, they make him merge into someone else no and they actually show us that so he definitely didn't put and, a hat uh, on later yeah that is a now, really good point as and when we have Hats being taken off scrolls and this this sort of thing. I'm just going to have to grin and bear it. Yeah. But it is the sort of thing I'm like, no, they take the shape of and then they put clothes on over the top of that. Surely. But fine. No, because fine. we we see we see that like when Gravik's walking through the um. Oh, I, I, the I know. Square, yeah, I know what it does. He's I, not I mean, stopping I mean, quickly to put his little girl dress on. What is it he? should do is... exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because it's like when, when um, in part of those transitions, he turns in one stage. So at one stage, he's a little girl with the ball. Mm. But where does the ball go when we round the corner? Yeah, doesn't Fury find it on the ground and then he's looking around? And No, no. So. Um, 
No, I don't think so. Not when he's following through the square when okay. he's grabbing and then chaining into lots of different people. And then at one stage he walks. He's turned into the guy who was in the bar earlier. Mm-hmm. And then he walked around the corner, and then he's um, a woman with dark hair, but she's holding a flag, and it doesn't look like. And so, so you must have formed the flag. So again, are they actually liquid somehow, so they can separate? Oh, it's a very. I I think the show is not paying as much attention to it as we are, as I am. No, but we are going to be so, paying attention to it. But I am a bit like. This does not work with my rules of shapeshifters, frankly. No. And I really want someone to take the hat off a squirrel who's transformed into someone with a hat, just so I can point it and be like, "See, it's daft." <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it, the the thing I think you're sort of picking on there is one of the things that annoyed me about this is the editing of it. I am not enjoying the editing of this show. See, this is something that I won't no- normally notice. I might have mm-hmm. a similar reaction, mm-hmm. but I won't know it's because of the editing. So, what what is it that's causing the issue? I, I, th- I think it's this point, and I think it's because I get in, because there has been a lot of media with shapeshifters. So you instantly get into the way of thinking about shapeshifters. And, and X Files is a good one because X Files does it really well, and it's it's yeah. got a very similar vibe to it. There's a bit where. Talos meets Amelia Clark. Yeah. And then we cut to a shot of him looking out a window and meeting with Nick Fury and giving Nick Fury news. Okay. Where he's dressed slightly differently. I think it's a slightly different time of day. When when you edit scenes together, if you have one person going in one scene they're in one place and in the next scene they're in the next place, you try to put a, something in the middle to give us a sense of time passing. So even if it's a scene with someone else, so we can then go, and then we're going back to that person. If you go from scene one where someone's somewhere and scene two where someone's somewhere else, you kind of need to help the audience show that there's continuity between the two things. Because this is a show about people pretending to be other people, I instantly go, this is another person pretending to be Talos. You think, um, spoilers for Mission Impossible 2, but Mission Impossible 2 that cuts back and forth to... Tom Cruise doing one thing and the chap from Batgirl, do Grey Scott, pretending to be yes. Tom Cruise doing a thing. And and it works because we can say, oh, it's the same person in two different places. So one of these is not real. And it starts, you know, it becomes intriguing because these two shots were so close together in these two scenes. I'm like, oh, are they showing us that this is also meeting the same? Person? Oh, no, he's actually just now relaying information he got in the last scene. Mm. I, I needed something in between to give me continuity that's the same Talos, effectively. No, absolutely, because we are going to be looking for things. Mm. So any kind of continuity or mm. or where they don't support the storytelling in that way is going to make us... And, and just uh, trying to rethink through that final unsteady. sequence where you're sort of following who someone is. Mm. I, either we needed to be very clear that a different person was a different person at different times or give them something a scar on their face that they can't disguise or a certain colouring or or their clothes. Yeah. You know, they've transformed into a different person, but they've still got a yellow hat on their head, for instance. So, mm. 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 I, I, Yeah, I, I think talking on that final sequence with you has helped see, yeah, I need, I need the visual narrative of this to help me follow who's doing what mm. and who's where. So... Talking of that, mm. who do we think are scrolls that we don't know are scrolls yet? Who are our secret scrolls? 
I don't think any that we've seen so far. I don't like. I don't think Olivia Corman is. No. Um, Don Cheadle and the president. Don Cheadle, I don't think is. I think the president could be. Yeah, that would be. You've got sort of Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Mm. He looks shifty. Now he could he could be there as just a small part. Mm-hmm. But I think he's either going to be a scroll or evil in some way yeah. or heroic president. I can't. Maybe he is just going to be someone who we see now and again in corridors with Cheadle. But I think Dermot Mulroney is big enough. Feels like it's going to be a problem. Well, uh, Richard Dormer, who obviously you've just seen having worked through Game of Thrones um, as one of the Game of Thrones more minor characters, but he's definitely in that. He played um, Captain Samuel Vimes in the Watch adaptation. <coughs> A very, very similar character to what he was doing here. Like, instantly I was like, oh, this is his Vimes thing. And yeah. and it really worked here. I liked the sort of, the, the almost the meme from It's Always Sunny of the, the red, you know, with the red string between all the things and the guy's going a bit yes. mad, like pointing it, it, it. Bringing that vibe to it, but instantly setting up and showing us like, oh, this could drive you mad thinking of this stuff. So obviously he was the guy at the beginning. Yes. And now he I'm was... having to look him up. Oh, Barrett Dondarrion. Dondarrion was that it? Yeah. Yeah, he had an eye patch on a lot. To be fair okay. to me, and was in the dark with his flaming sword. Dear listeners, I have finally just watched Game of Thrones for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, he was Sam Vimes, and a really good Sam Vimes. Mm-hmm. Whatever anyone else heard about the Watch, I recommend it as a Terry Pratchett fan. Um, but really similar sort of portrayal of this slightly mm. manic, but but still following the thing and getting into what he's doing. Passionate, one might say. Mm. Um, I have a low-key theory. Go on. That Fury might be a scroll. Now, or, okay. and this version of Fury, anyway. Now, the reasons I'm saying, I don't, I don't know if I would like it or dislike it. If they did that, I would have to see how it went. But when he meets Talos. They do uh, the scroll on scroll head forehead touch that we've seen before, mm-hmm. and so like, mm, maybe or maybe they've just been friends for a long time, and so that's not how they greet each other. Okay. But also, I think three different people talk about how different Fury is since the blip. Okay. Now again, it could just be he's different. It's completely reasonable to think that was quite a difficult thing to deal with, mm-hmm. being blipped away and coming back again. And we actually see him have a flash, a sort of flashback yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to being blipped. So, so he probably isn't, but I don't know. They seem to be laying on really thick. You're so different. And I was thinking, well, he's a bit old. But I don't, he doesn't seem super different to me. I mean, you know, he's not the high flying director mm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. He doesn't have all that behind him. But we've seen him a number of times in the universe without that. Mm. What was your thoughts? Oh. It's it's interesting. It would be both both obvious and and the big the big swing, mm. but it feels like already it would be going wrong because he's the character we're following, and whose point of view we're in. So to suddenly say yeah. actually, because I, I don't, I think they've already gone too far that he couldn't be in league with the rebels. No, no, I was thinking a a Talos side. Scroll, but that would mean if the head touched him, that would mean that Talos would know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you would do that. Um, yeah. 
So it it could it could be interesting. They could mm. bring some reason in for it. But again, I'm like, why would you? And and the fact he could go to Olivia Coleman and have the gadget do Hickey ready, it, it all feels very yeah. Fury esque. Mm. You're right. So. I w- but I we know that now mm. we know now scrolls are actually taking people's memories as well as their mm. their forms. So, mm. which I was complete. Well, I was fine with most of it because when I saw the machines, I thought, oh yeah, well they had that machine that they had Captain Marvel in, and they were um, mm-hmm. like delving through her memories and everything. But I did think so. It was like yeah, completely fine that I, that they now have this technology, particularly thirty years later. Um, but then when he just has to put his hands on the forehead and somehow he can transfer that, I was a bit kind yeah. of like, where did that come from? Because this is new. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that would feel more like an evolution type thing or, you know, you've always had this versus a, a sudden technological leap. Yes. Uh, so, yes, so I wasn't sure about that, but Magic it's interesting to say that. Combined. Yeah, I don't know, maybe they mm. implant something in their fingertips or something. Yes, maybe so. Um, we've mentioned her a couple of times, but Olivia Coleman. Mm. I love Sonia Falsworth. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. The Why? whole time she was on the screen. Her little bit about the extraordinary rendition. You're extraordinary. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I just, I was like, yes, this is the right use of Olivia Coleman. Right. Yeah. Um, and particularly her and Sam Jackson is a combination. Mm-hmm. I like a lot. Um, and so I'm hoping we see a lot more of her. Yeah. Because yeah, that's absolutely a great point. He is someone you get in to come and do his thing on a show mm-hmm. or a movie. You know, I mean, he is one of the most watched actors because he just turns up in everything because people go, hey, let's have a Sam Jackson type character because he's charismatic and he's funny and he's, mm. you know, awkward up against whatever you're you're trying to do seriously. And if it comments the same because she's so good at what she does but also so funny at what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they played off against each other really well and, and I like instantly... The setup that she's his equal, yeah, is quite good. So that when he's planted a device and is spying on her, and I don't believe a single thing she's saying, uh-huh. or, or or I believe she's saying it so that he hears it, whether it's true oh, yeah, or whether she she's knows. giving him information. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and they'd be sweeping that apartment the second he, right? he left anyway. So for bugs and things, but yeah, but I, I also buy from her character, even though she was so delightful and fun. When he was saying that, yeah, she's, I, I think Talos calls her cheeky. And um, and Fury says, yeah, until she finds out you're a squirrel. And then she turns into the hunter. Right. And I can also buy nice. that that's what okay. she can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very, uh, very pleased to see yeah. her. And, and nice to have a portrayal of the British equivalent of these things compared to like a Mission Impossible and some others that's not either stuffy or ineffectual. Which are the yeah. two sorts of I mean, betrayals I feel like I see most often. Her bagman was considered to be ineffectual by herself. Yes, but I think also they were local. So, and oh, you okay, know, yeah, we're allowed. We're, we're allowing the Russians to be the bad guys this time. We'll let them. <laughs> Clearly, we are. God, how quickly have they gone into that stereotype <laughs> yeah. again? <laughs> um, take the advantage while they can. Right, while the political right. situation you gives you a nice clear baddie. All these like. Decade, decades yes. that they've done of making up countries, making up Middle mm-hmm. Eastern countries, having Sokovia, and uh, I know these these predate even that, but but actively trying not to do the stereotype of of real countries in the world. Yeah, instantly they're like, oh no, Russia's allowed to be the bad guys again. 
there is never going to be peace between those two countries in our our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting when thinking about reflections with reality, the news, etc. Because one of the themes which I don't love about this is is when we first saw the scrolls in Captain Marvel, I think because of the history of the comics and everything, when a scroll turned up, I was expecting them to be... I didn't know a lot about them, but I was expecting them to be baddie when they turned right. up. And that's what we are led to believe to start with in the film. And then it turns out, oh, no, actually, they are refugees. Mm. And yet here, mm-hmm. we're going to... Refugees will want to replace us. Mm. Mm. Which doesn't point. feel great, mm. given no. where we are at the moment. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't be doing the storyline, because mm. that's just a reading into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a bit like, oh, so we're reversing this portrayal that was the correction, the traditional handling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think that's, that's and it, interesting. It is also strange how in 30 years they haven't found anywhere for them to settle or formed yeah. an actual colony on Earth. Yeah, I mean, this this is one of the things I was thinking as well, because they explain that it's kind of like, oh, well, he was snapped and then he's been really busy since and... Uh, and he, you know he's been dealing with yeah. being snapped. That kind of made him go off his game. And Captain Marvel's disappeared. And da da da. Yeah, but there were, there were like twenty five years before the right? snap that you were meant to be finding this bloody thing. Yeah. You had your light speed engine or whatever it was. And a Captain Marvel. And, ca- and, and a Captain Marvel. Yeah. And it does seem a little surprising that okay, even if they could get an entire world, mm-hmm. given their numbers, it doesn't seem like they need an entire world. No. But a patch of a world somewhere, or as you say, we'd not gone, right, guys, here's your new Skrullios, yeah. whatever it is they call it. Hey, Ben um, Mendelssohn, I heard your accent. How's Tasmania for you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, and or or take them to nowhere. Or one of the other many things we've seen in the Guardians. Yeah, and... yeah it, it, does, so. it doesn't. It does feel a little strange. There might be a number of things that we just have skated past a little, I think. Yes, I yes. think so. Because yeah. the other thing I was thinking is, how many of these scrolls are there? And um, where are these refugees coming from? I don't know. Because Genuinely. Ito turns up mm. at the... Sorry, I, I, I know you don't have the answer to These are just more mm. kind of... No, 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 I'm saying... These it's... are my musings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when that, uh, the character Beto turns up to the gates and is met by um, mm. Gaia. And... He gives the impression, you know, he's travelled a long way and she says, you know, it's worth the danger of your journey to get here. Is that across the... Yeah, is that all of that travel within Earth in, or is that... In a cargo ship else? across an ocean or... Yeah, or, or is he somehow come a spaceship yeah. somehow? If so, how's that working? And because there's obviously the group that would have been with Talos to start with, but that wasn't enormous. No. And then they never gave us definition on how many scrolls there were. No, so. but this idea that's this kind of like drip feed coming mm-hmm. through and he's giving them refuge. Where are you all coming from? Mm. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I was curious mm. to see if that's answered. Because I think they said there were 500 okay. in the uh, commune, oh, okay. community, whatever. Um, and also Gaia said that Garrick has hundreds of agents out there in the field. Okay. So, but also this is meant to be a splinter group from the yeah. Skrulls, so a minority. Who were maybe staffing Saber, because at the end of that Spider-Man film, aren't there lots of Skrulls up there with Fury? 
Yes, there are. So, but because these are younger ones, I thought this might be the next generation. But yeah, the, we we don't know how many there are, and it's no. It, probably we will never know because they will just want to have as many as they need for the time they're doing. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's just more kind of trying to think through the logic of it. Mm. Any questions that you had? <sighs> Media Clark. You've just watched the thing Amelia Clark is famous for, possibly very usefully coming up to this. I have. Amelia Clark's been in a number of things since that. She was she, she she's been one of the breakouts of of Game of Thrones. One of the things I love about Game of Thrones is there were very few very famous people in it to begin yeah. with, and they all got to develop their characters and really portray their characters. You know, there, there were there were Sean Beans and Lena Headey's and um, Charles Dances, but there were also Peter Dinklage, Richard Madden, and Amelia Clark. I don't think I've enjoyed Amelia Clark in anything except as Daenerys. Really? I, I really have not enjoyed her. And I don't know whether that's a, a her thing. The project wasn't right for her and, and she was just, you know, taking the big role. Sarah Connor, for instance. Um, so I'm sort of guarding myself on this. But so far, I've quite enjoyed how natural she seemed. She's just the character, just playing the part. Yeah. I think... So I watched Game of Thrones in the space of a month. So it was quite a um, intensive yeah. experience. Um, and I would say I thought her acting was quite mixed. Uh, I really like the character and what have you, but mm-hmm. I thought her acting was quite mixed. Um, and and I but I think got better as time went on. Okay. So you could kind of I mean she was growing up as well. But there are that there time. are times she's incredible. So I will yeah. give her you know. Oh yeah, she absolutely. Has and I think the only other thing I've seen her in is um, Solo. Yeah. And I liked her in that. Oh. You didn't like her in that. I didn't like a single thing about that film, so... Yes, I, that, <laughs> I think that might slightly have coloured your opinion then on an individual performance. I really liked her character and would very much like to see her come back again. Okay. Um, and I, I liked the performance. Um, I mean, it wasn't... She wasn't given as much to do as, say, a Daenerys. Is. So, no. you know, I don't think you can kind of say, oh, it was amazing. But I thought she was, I liked her. And, and that was without me having any kind of Daenerys. I think it was probably the first thing I saw her in. Mm. Oh, the other thing I saw her in was um, Last Christmas. Last Christmas. Which oh, that, was appalling. Which is not very good either. No. <laughs> appalling. The, um, the weird film based on Wham songs isn't good. Wow. That's... Uh, that gave away the entire premise and the twist in the trailer, but yeah, in the um, in the title. <laughs> I know. Anyway, anyway, so the, you see what I mean when I think I'm not sure she. It, I think it's her not picking the right things necessarily. Yes, but. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked her in this. I'm not sure I buy her as Talos's daughter yet, but we've not had a lot of interactions, and we've we've only ever seen. Uh, Gaia is a, ch- a silent child mm. um, at, at the end of Captain Marvel. So interesting that his wife was killed off screen. Yes. Partner. Um, and I think there's going to be more to it than, oh, the people you're working for killed her. I think it's going to be something that he has some involvement as well. Not like, not uh, malicious involvement, mm. but she was in the wrong place at the wrong time because of him. I think there's some way that Guy is going to be able to look at it in a different way. Um, But yeah, interesting. Mm. 
so I'm I'm, I'm going to be interested to to watch that develop. I think I think if it wasn't Emilia Clark, in inverted commas, you know, big star at this point, yeah, I would be just enjoying the character, being like, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I I don't quite know which line side of the line she's going to fall on, so. No, because at the moment, she's still on the graphic side, isn't she? Yes. Because what looked like it was a turn to to her father mm-hmm. actually was all a, a part of the plan. Exactly, the exactly. But but that turn yeah. was done so well. So the double crossing mm. is, is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And of course, she gets to fill in one of our uh, slots on Marvelous Podcast as she ticks the box for Doctor's Watch. Oh, did she? She was in an episode of Doctors in 2009. I didn't do Doctors Watch. There's probably quite a few people in Doctors Watch. There's a very good chance of it, because this is a very British-influenced show. Yes. Um, Including central Moscow at the end being Halifax. Halifax. Halifax Halifax Peace Hall, to be precise. Peace Hall is a lovely day out, worth a wonder, all sorts of pokey shops Mm. and nice bars and restaurants and things. And it it is a big square with all these, like, multi-layered things that you walk around the outside. So when we see that long shot down them, that's effectively just lots and lots of little candle shops and card shops and all sorts of interesting things. Mm. But Halifax, central Moscow. Love it. Yeah, Love it, it didn't look very Moscow. Um, What was the purpose of the bombings? Because they weren't dirty bombs that they were setting off, so it wasn't that one that they were... No, but I th- wasn't there... A th- I, I this is probably me not having watched it either closely enough or, or rewatched mm. it to to pick up on these things. I'm sure they said there were three bags, and there were actually only mm-hmm. two that we followed in the end. Yeah, and then there wasn't anything in the bags anyway. Those yeah, were the exactly. decoys. So, so, so that's then where we have there was three explosions one. going off. So there are there are lots of layers within this of different things. But I'm not sure what it was they wanted to achieve, unless it was just to get Fury's team there so they could kill one of them. Maybe. And to taunt Fury. And and is it going to be... Because they had to abandon Hill there. So uh, Oh, are they going to do something to her? And are are we going to have, you know, American secret agent found? Oh, yeah, maybe. Mm. Blamed for the bombings. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. I didn't think it was particularly funny, which I wouldn't expect for this. No. Um, but I did love the the little conversation about Fury's midlife crisis shopping spree. Was he got the Avengers? <laughs> I liked it. I like it as an idea, and I assume what it's actually doing is it's leaning into the thing that Samuel L. Jackson is playing someone in his fifties or sixties, rather than because isn't he older than even that now? Oh yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's... he's 74 now. Yeah. Um, 75 at the end of the year. So So I'm trying to think how they de-aged him for the 90s. How old do you would you say he was meant to be then? 30s? Well, I would have put him the same age he was in, you know, Jurassic Park maybe. So in his Yes. Somewhere around 40. But then they are banging on about how old he is. Yeah. So, so I, okay. Yeah, the, the thing I butted up against with was 2011 was not your 2012. In fact, as it was, was not your midlife mate. But fine, I get the joke. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. I did not delve into that far enough. 
Um, That's how my mind works, and it's never going to stop. <laughs> it's never going to not do that calculation. <laughs> so, what I love about conversations we've talked about the actual program mm. because this isn't what a lot of people have been talking about. Oh, on Twitter, etc. What has actually, and I've seen articles and everything, is what I've seen more talk on is the opening credits. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And the fact that they were AI generated. I haven't seen a citation for that. I assume someone somewhere has said they were AI generated. They have, yeah. um, They've said that it was deliberate because they felt it um, having something alien and non-human fitted well with the themes. Now, I have to admit, when they first came up, I thought, firstly, why are we getting credits? We don't, we, don't, we don't get credits like this in a Disney Plus. And then I was watching, I was thinking, God, these are ugly. Mm. But then I thought, this is working incredibly well because I find them very unsettling. Mm, okay. And, and et cetera, et cetera. And then I, then I opened, after I'd watched the, the episode properly and consciously, I um, I opened Twitter to see oh, what were people saying, and there was all of this stuff. I went, oh god, they were. I, I had not clocked that they were AI. I just thought, yes, no, they yeah. looked weird, mm. and and I felt unsettled by them. And so then I felt horrible and dirty. But I have to say, for me, they were really effective. Now that doesn't mean that I think that a studio the size of Marvel should be using AI for no. yeah, yeah. for their um, graphics when they have all of these amazing um, artists that they can use. Um, but I do have to say, it, it did that element of it. Um, did work for me as far as oh, I don't like the way it looks, but I also like the effect it's having. Mm. What did you have any particular take? I I thought they were incredibly ugly as well. Um, when they they don't need to be ugly. Mm-hmm. I, I get your your point of them being unsettling and the nervousness and the the, the almost the cold war bit of it because that's yeah. that's some some of what they're trying to evoke and what the metaphor of this was in the comics is you can't trust that your neighbor is not a comedy <clears throat> spy yeah um is the metaphor the the whole thing um i'm looking at the details as as you were talking there and it, it, it is actually that it was a separate studio that marvel hired to create the things that they did with generative ai so it's mm. not even that you know kevin feige sat down with with <laughs> not bad um dali oh, or, or yeah the, the, the various things have made it it's, it's someone actually put time and effort into it and i think i i i'm firmly on the thing that i'd rather see them get a person to do it mm-hmm. and wouldn't the ai version of this be perfect for a like marvel one shot you know, hey, we yeah. did an AI version of this because we wanted to see if we could do a creepy version. So we took something that had already been done and turned it into a... Yeah. To make it the credits for your show, a bit weird. Yeah. So. It it didn't stand out to me, but also it's it's not meant to. That's the point of generative AI. It's not meant to stand out. It's No, but the, I think the argument they were putting is that is why they did it because they wanted it to look... Mm. They wanted it to be clear that it was not you know, human. But one of the interesting things, I don't know if this is the case and it'd be different to different jurisdictions, but a number of people point out that there is some question as to whether it's now copyrighted because if it's not created by a human, yeah, yeah. that potentially yeah. it might not be copyrighted. Well, that's that's the same thing, same discussions we're having in my, in my day-to-day life about mm-hmm. plagiarism and is it plagiarism yeah. of generative, <clears throat> generative AI has made it for you? And so we're having yeah. specific wording. But I, I just don't, I don't think 
given this is such a controversial area for Disney to decide to wade into it and in essence kind of be one of the first ones to mm-hmm. to go out and, and it, them doing it will to some degree make it okay for other people to do it. Yeah. Um, in order just for a, well, we wanted it to be a bit unsettling. Yeah. I think you could have absolutely commissioned a human artist to absolutely. create something a bit unsettling that yeah. evokes the uh, the Cold War, yeah. etc. And, so. and does more than just unsettling. It can be beautiful mm. and unsettling and it can be interesting, yeah. you know. one of the downsides of any sort of generative AI thing is the nuance and level of detail is not as Mm. prevalent or easy to produce as it is from a person with creativity. That's my view on it. He says sitting in front of a 2001 and Matrix posters. (laughs) Um... Yeah, the warnings behind you. Yeah, absolutely. That might explain the thing that probably the final thing actually that I wanted to, to pick up on, which let's go right back to the very beginning. The new ident, which I was hoping yeah. was successful enough as a new ident that you didn't notice it as a new ident. I did not and notice, if you didn't it, notice new it. I think it's bang on. They've done the right thing, but it then makes me go. Oh, have they changed the ident just because they've got opening credits? Because I didn't notice there were opening credits where we don't normally get them. Yeah. The new ident is a very short, truncated version of the normal thing. You know when it it uh, the flickering comic images and comes yeah, forward, yeah. the Marvel Studios just comes out of the middle of it as the the sort of uh, metallic version of the the logo yeah. just comes out of the middle of it, and the the comics sort of fade into the background of it. So it's so it's actually it's closer to the first one then when it was just yes. in fact it might it might characters. it might even be the very first one yeah um, from those from those early days. Do you know, I'm really doubting myself now that the other TV programs didn't have credits. So, I mean, Wonder did, but that was Wonder Vision, but that was a big part uh, of the credits the, were a thing. The thing wasn't it? I don't think like Falcon and the Winter Soldier had. No, credits. I thought it just had a title card. Yeah. And say Moon Knight and, and what if I think was the same because then they'd have they'd have the the um, yeah. artist created credits because the they end, make a big they? thing of the end credits yeah, yeah and there's normally like clues and things in yeah. there well we can we can have a look at that but but I was I going into because I, I I do look forward to the to the Marvel ident I think it's really yeah. good and I like spotting the moments and I like looking for the changes as mm-hmm. each property comes out because they do incorporate the previous property I enjoy that very much so I was like oh. We're into it really quickly. Oh, this will be good if the TV one is a really short, sharp one. And the movie <laughs> one is the big, interesting one. Yeah. So, yeah. I really appreciate that. Oh, cool. Okay. I will keep an eye out next time. Well, that's it for Marvelous Pod this week. And we're going to be back next week looking at episode two of Secret Invasion. Until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing. Marvelous. <laughs>